When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host. Uh, we're talking in this episode with one of my favorite ex-Longhorn players, uh, someone that uh, was always known uh, to go the extra mile, uh, play to the whistle, and maybe a little bit beyond sometimes, uh, but also a genuinely good guy uh, and someone that I think is... Uh, always tried to represent the Longhorns in, in a great way, uh, both on and off the field. And he also has a, a special place in that he's a, a Longhorn legacy. Uh, he not only played on the Texas National Championship team of 2005, but his dad and uncle also played for the Longhorns uh, and been in the NFL as well as he did. Uh, and so uh, I'm really happy to have in this Oklahoma edition of uh, On Texas Football, uh, I'm going to start with this guest, Casey Studdard. Casey, thanks for joining us. All right, Casey Studdard's here with us on On Texas Football. How's it going today, Casey? Doing well. How are you? Good, good. Casey, of course, will always be known as National Champion Casey Studdard. <laughs> yeah, that's something I can keep on the credentials. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, uh, key offensive lineman, former NFL player as well on the uh, – uh, Longhorns 2005 National Championship team. Uh, there is a, a lot of fan favorites out there, but uh, if you were a fan of the 2005 Texas Longhorn team, or even really in the mid-2000s, Casey was one of the uh, guys that started for multiple years. I think he started three full years at least. Yeah, three full years. Yeah, yeah three full years. It may have done some spot stuff your freshman year. And yep. then uh, uh, right alongside uh, Lyle Sinline and those yeah, guys. Yeah, 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 Lyle so, was – Lyle's probably the best center to ever go through Texas, but he doesn't get any credit because he doesn't. Lyle's one of them guys; he doesn't care. He just wants to go get his job done, you know. Blah blah blah. But I think he's probably the best center to ever go through Texas, and you can fight me on it. You can debate me on it if you want. I don't know. I mean, that's just it's well, it's hard to it's hard to say no to that. I think you're partial, and that's fair. I think it's interesting, though, and I, I mentioned this back when y'all were both being recruited because y'all came in like a year apart or the same year. I can't year. Yeah, and but your dads both played our, at Texas as well, right? So, yeah, our dads played together, and our uncle, my uncle and his dad were roommates. Okay. And so yeah. that's just – I think I thought that was always really, really neat. And you both came uh, – you were from Colorado coming out of high school because your dad played mm -hmm. for the, for the uh, Broncos. Yep. And, uh, he was uh, out of Arizona, Scottsdale area, I think, right? Yep. And yep. so y'all kind of came together. Um, so it's OU week. Let's just, yeah. I'm going to get straight to it. What does it mean to you as a guy that really cares about the orange, the burnt orange and white and that, that cotton bowl experience? It's like, it's a deep hatred. Like it's a different, it's a different hatred than A&M. Like you don't like A and M, but you really you just you can kind of tolerate some Aggies, you know what I mean? But you really can't. Oklahoma people, it's just they're they're one track mind. I mean, I don't know. It's 
the rivalry is just huge. It's, it's just an intense game, split down the middle. Um, and regardless who the who the better team is, you never know. You still got to come out there and hit someone in the mouth, you know. And and it's 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 one of those things, you know. It's it's whoever wins the running game. It's really a game in the trenches. If you think about it, because really whoever wins that game is the rush, whoever whoever wins the rushing title or battle that day, you know they they usually win that game. Yeah, and I think that's huge. I was talking to Steve Massey today. Uh, Steve, the I was a captain on the '79 team for Texas. I, I know you know Steve. Steve. Yeah. yeah, I know you know him. And uh, he his I asked I was asking a bunch of different players for our article that we're doing on Inside Texas. Just give me a quote about the game and what you think. And he said. Whoever hits the person in the mouth the best. <laughs> that's really, I mean, that's really what it is. I mean, could you, the crappy thing is, is, you know, back when we played, you know, the Cotton Bowl now, they're all covered and the guys don't get messed with and all that kind of stuff. It's real nice that, 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 uh, whatever end zone it is. Yeah. Um, the OU end zone. And, um, but when we're playing, man, you get beer dumped on you, all that kind of stuff, you know, talking <laughs> crap to you the whole time. As soon as you get off the bus, it's all red. So it's, it's one of those things like, all right. And, um, you know, it was, it was that Vince was, I remember him being in the locker room, like in that Oh five year, like, come on, why, what are we doing? Like, what are y'all tense for? Like, we haven't been like this all day, all game, you know, and he got the music going, got everyone loose again. And we went out there and did our thing in Oh five, but it's, it's one of those things. If you look back when Mac first started, we kind of went that game up tight a little bit. And I think Vince really changed that um, with a lot of stuff, you know, especially the 05. And then we, we beat him the next year with Colt as well. And, um, yeah, it's just it's, – it's one of those games where you can't go in there scared. You got to go in there hit someone in the mouth. And and whoever does that consistently and, and you know, they're usually the winner of the game. You yeah. put that cold hat on it's definitely a physical game. You're not going to get out of there playing touch football. The, no. No matter – even if people are throwing the ball across the yard, right, there's still going to be some physicality to it. No, you um, have to. The thing that sucks, though, is it's so soft now in football. <laughs> I mean, but like you saw it in the, the Auburn, Auburn-Penn Auburn State game. The guy was like, so you want me to let the quarterback score? I hit him with my shoulder, <laughs> and, I, and now he's ejected from the game. You know, it's just – it's so like – it's like it's like come on, like rest. Like, like it's okay. football still. When I think of Casey Stuttered, man, I hate that. <laughs> when I think of Casey Stuttered, I'm going to say this: in the in the Texas OU game, I actually think of one play, and I know it's weird to think of you in this play because it wasn't a run play. It yeah, was, it was the long pass from uh, Vince to Billy Pittman to close out the second half, and it was oh, your the first half. half. I, I mean, I'm sorry, the first half. Yeah, yeah to, to put. I think it kind of put the game out of reach. Like yep. that was the, that was a score where you knew they weren't coming back from that, that yep. knockout punch. But even though you did play a good second half, it was, you just knew that was the knockout, right? Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, right before half. And, and I just remember, I, I, it looked like I, y'all were like pissed off that you had uh, had a procedure right before that play. And yeah. then you ran the same thing. You ran the same play anyways, and he ends up going over the top for a score. Give us a – I know you've got something in the background there that you want to show people too. Yeah, so – Is that the – The actual play from it. Uh, I'll stand up so you can see it. A little bit of a glare, but that's the um, 
that's the dog pile in the end zone right there. <laughs> Me, David Thomas, Jay Scooch, B Pit on the bottom, uh, Sweet and Jamal Charles and Blaylock in the background. You know, so it's it's <laughs> it's uh, um it's I mean it's it's that's the that's that play right there. But I remember when when we, when it happened, they said uh, we ran it and we and we ran it, but Vince didn't throw it, and we ran it. And before we even ran it, they're like, boot, boot, boot. Here comes a boot. Here comes a boot. So they're all calling it the whole time. And I remember going back to the huddle and um, we're like, hey, man, they know the call. They already know. They're already calling the play. But it's like, don't worry about it. Just run it again. I got something for him. <laughs> and we didn't know that he was going to hit Billy with that double move. You know, the different route combination that we haven't used all year. You know, I I don't listen to route tree. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so like you know, so Vince like, all right, you're good. I remember seeing the huddle, the play before Lau goes, "Hey Casey, I'm coming. Don't throw your guy down." Like I'm all right, but that guy, what he was doing was he was shooting so low, like right at my chest. So I'll just slam his head in the ground and keep turning. And sure enough, I second play came. The guy did it again. I was like, I'm sorry, Lau. <laughs> I push him down. Lyle gets flipped over because Lyle's running that way. When he goes down to block his guy, he gets, you know, he goes over the pile backwards. And so he was mad at me about that. <laughs> I said, I'm sorry. And then, you know, Dvorak came around the outside and Vince threw that bomb to Billy Pittman. But yeah, that was, uh, that took the sales out of, out of OU. And that, that made you go into halftime. Like, all right, let's go. Let's get the second half rolling so we can pound their ass a little bit more, you know? Was that your best feel of of, a, of the Texas OU series that you had, or was it uh, somewhat late? Or There's two late? feelings like that game, and then having Rod Wright, you know, go score, and having us put some points on the board because our first two years when we weren't really in the game, we're getting we're getting blown out, you know, and that just that didn't. Um, I hate losing, you know, and it's just that was something in your back of your mouth all those years. Like, man, these guys beat us 60 to nothing or something like that. Crazy my first two years. And so it was good that game. We got to put the points on and then, you know, and really dominate. And then the next year with Colt, the one play I remember, I remember the first play we did something. We actually ran a boot a bootleg on the first play. And I took the D tackle and I just and I picked him up and threw him on the ground. I was like, oh, it's going to be a long day for them. <laughs> you know, like you just know, like when you you just feel that strength. You're like, man, I, I don't know what it is, but I'm feeling good today. And I just tossed this D tackle, this poor SOB. And I was like, it was first play. He was on his back. I was like, oh, it's going to be a long day for y'all. Like, we're going to get after it. And then, and then there was a fourth. And that game was kind of tight for a minute. And there was a fourth and like three. And – we took the fourth and three for like 20 yards with Colt in a pile. Like he was just behind. I remember us. that. It was kind of like a push. Yeah. Like we just pushed it for 20 yards, just pushed their whole team for 20 yards. It was kind of one of those things like, you know, the nail in the coffin right there. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah, we're, we're dominating y'all today. I look at that and I, you know what? This is interesting. Did you watch, you watched the TCU game a little bit last week? Yeah. Yeah. It, that also reminded me, and it's a totally different situation, right? But when y'all used to do that, it, it always felt like that was teamwork, really, because it took a little extra effort from the lineman to actually get down and yeah, help. Get down the field and peel, peel somebody off the running back, maybe get an extra five yards. Actually, sometimes, like when you got good backs, Bijan's one of them. Yeah. Bijan's definitely one of them. You know, if you, I remember with, I remember said B would set you up. 
Like Jamal Charles was so fast, he would just see it, boom, he'd be like, damn, he just ran by me, right? <laughs> like said B would set you up where you would just destroy people. You know what I mean? And he would he would set you up like that. And Bijan has that. If they would just, you know, they just gotta they gotta it's that whole um that trust thing, just knowing, okay, you know, if I get my hat out here, I know the running backs can come inside. It's just that that knowledge of playing with people. That knowledge that that one little extra motion by the offensive lineman could actually have an effect, right? Oh, absolutely. I yeah, mean, I mean, it's like I, that when Bijan made that third and six on on Saturday, yeah, uh, to kind of to really ice the game, right? Um, yeah, and he was he was maybe a half short half yard short, or maybe maybe right at the line, and then I think Christian Jones um, and uh, Junior Angelau came in and pushed him a little, made it sure it was like a no-doubter, right, a no-brainer, gave him an extra yard and a half. And I know that's a small thing that happens in a football team, but to your point, it's a team game. You no, know? and you need that. You need that. And it's just because, like, I, I got off track earlier, but, well, well, like, Cedric Benson, he would set you up where, like, if you would pull, if you would pick somebody, if he was held up and you'd pick someone off of you, he'd spin off it and go for another 15, 20 yards. I mean, there's backs that are that good. Bijan's that type where he gets legs going – you go knock off a couple, he kind of gets still back up and he keeps running. You know, it's just it's just extra yards, a game of inches. Like, why not go do it? The whistle hasn't blown, run your ass downfield, take out another person. It's just that right there wears a defense down. And it, and it, they're like, damn, these guys are relentless. They're after us every second of the game. And that's kind of that's the mentality that, you know, that offense line that we had with Jonathan Scott, Justin Blaylock, Will Allen, Lyle Sinline. Like, that was our mentality from a young age. Like, no, you ain't going to talk crap to us. We're going to bust you in the mouth. You can bust us in the mouth, too, but we're going to keep coming. Gotcha. Yeah. So, before, I want to ask a couple other questions. But, first of all, I want to tell people what you've been up to lately um, and give yeah. them a chance to, to give you some business uh, because I think it's very nice of you to join us here. Um, Casey is uh, the owner of Whitfield's Barbecue and is out there each and every uh, week. Yeah. <laughs> Friday through Sunday over in South Austin off Brody Lane. He also does a lot of catering, big catering jobs. He said he can do from 20 to 1,000 people. Um, and so if you enjoy some barbecue in Austin and want to get out and support Casey and a former yeah, Longhorn. Yeah, come check us out. Yeah, check us out. Yeah, come, yeah, come check us out. You know, we're, we got all the meats, brisket, pulled pork, ribs, jalapeno cheese, sausage, beef sausage, chicken, turkey. You know, we got all the fixings, you know, good potato salad. Our our desserts, we got the best desserts in in Texas. I mean, you can't beat our cobbler. <laughs> I got I you. Promise you. Our, our cobbler and banana pudding are hard. Like I'll put them <laughs> against anybody's. I'll put them against anybody's. That's just me. I got you. Um, the, uh, I, I will say this: the thing, one of the things I think is interesting is you're old school. You only go Friday through Sunday. Yeah, you know what I mean. I feel like that's yeah. kind of old school, kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's now you nice, do catering sir. other. You do catering other times though, right? Other than just yes, Friday. sir. Okay, good deal. Um, so, so let's move to the next piece. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. 
I mean, you mentioned Colt in, in VY, right? Um, you played with the two best quarterbacks in, at Texas in the last 50 years. Yeah. I mean, in, my, in my opinion, um, James Street finished at, in 69. So he's the last national championship of the – the, They're the only three. Yeah, yeah. They're, so, they're, the three, they're the three in a, their own little pocket. And it's not because it, – yeah, Colt didn't win a national championship, but – he he he. You look at the stat sheet. You know what I mean. Yeah. And, and a lot of people want to, you know. And I think Ellinger was a great player. And you know, he he climbed up there on the stat sheet. But it's it's about W's and L's. It's about it's about putting stuff on the wall. You know, it, it's um. And and he was a great. And Ellinger was a great quarterback. And I I like I liked him a lot. I thought he was a great tech. I thought he he wore the burnt orange right. You know, he, he wore it right. hundred percent. And I love the kid, but he's not, you know, those three in their, in their own, their own little circle. Yeah. Know? I think, I think Sam might even agree with that. Right. Cause he's a football fan. I mean, he understands that he, he, even though they did win the, the sugar bowl and he, he kind of brought Texas back from uh, a few years of really poor, poor play overall during the really strong did. era. Yeah. I mean, he was the catalyst for that. I don't think he was the, the guy. So I, um, but my, my question for you on it, um, Casey, is more this, the, you were there when Colt or when VY kind of blossomed and then you were there at the very start of Colt's career, yeah. right? His, when did you realize, when did you guys realize that, Hey, Colt may be better, maybe better than we thought this young dude might be, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it was his toughness really. You know, because he would he would, he would get out there and bang like Vince would. You know, he'll take off and he'll get you. He, he you know you saw him in college. He run for forty yard touchdowns, fifty yard touchdowns. Um, and it was his it was his it was his poise and confidence with us. You know, and listening to, not really listening to us like we knew more than he did. But you know, we'd be in the huddle sometimes, and he would call a play, and we'd be like, "Nah, Colt, we're running this." You know, but that's just experience. That's that's having a Lyle Sin line at, at center where, you know, you turn around and he can see the whole defense and he goes, it's a blah, 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 blah. You know, it's a, it's an odd front, even front, you know, too high look, blah, blah. You know, he, he'll, he sees all that as soon as he turns around. Um, so it made it real easy for Colt having, I think Lyle, because Lyle was the general, you know what I mean? I think so. You know, we're like, no, Colt, we're not running that play, man. They're 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 in the even front. They got big guys in. Let's this let's, let's go to the wide zone here. You know, and then and and we would change the play in the huddle. And and I remember them looking at the side and like, they <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was one of those things. It was like, okay, think and the play worked out. You know, it was what it was, it was what we were seeing. It wasn't like we we're like, no, Colt, we're gonna run this play, and the play was a bust. You know what I mean? And it wasn't like every play. It was maybe once once or twice a game. I got it. Now, Colt, run this. Did you um, – Casey, with, with Colt and that first year, y'all played – so, first of all, going into the shoe and beating Ohio State, that national championship year was a huge yeah. win, right? Um, yeah. The next year, Ohio State came to Texas, and I thought Colt played pretty good for a freshman. He and did. Then, yeah, and, and that, that's when I said, okay, he's got he's got a little something to him that's not just – pretty boy can can throw the ball pretty quick and you know what I mean I thought I was like okay then he's he's got a little something to him and then I think y'all went to tech that year and yeah that was a great game at night yeah, game 
It really was. And it was like, I think, you know, tech at that time with Leach could just, I mean, it was like a, it was like a, you know, try. You had to score every drive because Leach could score like that all yeah. the time with that tech team. Yeah. And it didn't matter how good your defense was either. It didn't I, matter. Yeah. And so, and so t- y'all were, y'all had the ball and it was like third and five or six, like third and medium. And if you had to punt back, you weren't going to, you weren't going to go for it on fourth down unless it was like fourth and one or something. And it was third and five or six. And Colt, uh, if I remember correctly, he kind of looked to his right and was going to pass in the flat or p- do a little dig route on the right-hand side. And he kind of re, he re reconsidered and went around the left end and it, he ran for like 30 yard gain on that play. You remember that? Yeah. And, and that just iced the game. That, that was the one that, that's what I said. You know, I think he has a little something special to him too. Yeah. Colt's a special player and, you know, and, and, He's in the NFL. I'm like, well, at least you're not getting your ass you're you're not getting your ass handed to you every week and getting beat up. You know, he's like, <laughs> you're making good money. Yeah. But but you look at him, he could be a starter on a lot of these teams. Yeah. All but, right. You know, let's go back to this Texas OU game this week. And 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 I know I'm sure as a as a offensive lineman, you can watch a game and get into the nitty gritty details more than yeah. you know your common fan. We all I think every fan understands that you guys are ex- like true experts at what you do. Right. I mean, it's a, it's a livelihood for you really. It, it yeah. was um, for that's, that's how you put food on the table for yourself. And so you have a, an understanding a lot, uh, you know, a lot was made about Texas getting better on the offensive line this year. And they had some older kids and it seems like the last couple of weeks or last three or four weeks, they've started to gel a little bit better than they did early in the season. Have you seen some things that you noticed that you'd say, Hey, that looks better. They still got to work on some stuff, that sort of thing. Yeah, pass protection, you know, that's still that still needs a lot of adjustments, you know, and it's just guys getting the job done. You know, it's not it's nothing like we they haven't seen any crazy looks yet. They will this week, you know. Um TCU brought some stuff and they you know, they got home, brought some pressure. Um but I think, you know, a lot of it is with that offensive line is they are gelling better. And I think, I think a lot of it is, is, is coach Sark. He knows what they're good at. And so he's going to use that. He's, he, he, he's a coach where if you got a guy that's good at wide zone and, and sucks at this, he's going to put that guy in position to be good at that. You know what I mean? I think he, I think he's really good at that with his players. Um, I like to see a little more downhill counter, you know, a little more of that action, a little more screen play, get the guys out there running, but I don't know if they can get out there and run yet. But I mean, we had an athletic, I mean, we had an athletic line, you know, all of us could run and we'd go run downhill and screens and just try to take someone's head off. But I mean, that's, that was fun. You know, I was like, Oh, please call a screen. I can go hit the, I can go hit a linebacker or a DB. I'll have to go hit this 300 pounder. I just let them run up field. That's great. Let's go run a screen. You know, um, I love that. But um, they, they, I have seen improvement from week to week, you know, so that's promising. Um, I think that – I think the line that ended the game against TCU should start this week. Yeah, they are. I think it's the same. Well, I don't know – I don't know for sure, to your point, like Andre Carrick, the right tackle that went in and moved – they moved Kerstetter to left guard. I think um, that's the role. Yeah, well, Okafor is, is out. He's had season-ending uh, season surgery. 
um, oh. which, you know, hard thing for him. I think he's a, a fifth or sixth year senior. So it's one of those situations. But um, the thing that that I am interested in is whether or not they keep Karich at right tackle or if they move him into left guard and put and keep Kerstetter at right tackle. What did he play in high school? He played left tackle. He played at Southlake for uh, Riley Dodge. I remember he played. I remember he played Southlake. I didn't know if he. Yeah. So he played left tackle. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think I it's did, interesting. I do too. Um, only thing is, is with Jones out there, I would put an older guy next to Jones, then, and then put the young guy over there with Junior. You know what I mean? Where they can kind of talk. Um, have some experience on both sides, maybe. Right. Yeah, I, I would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't just. You know, because I felt like when you had Junior and uh, Herstetter at right, I thought the right side was overloaded. You know, they're holding more weight. I thought their backs were getting a little heavy, holding a little more weight. Um, but that's just my opinion. You know, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know what the plays are. You know, I can just look at schemes. I can see a guy getting beat or this or that. You know, and um, I think the change is good, though. Yeah, I'm not, and I think I think with the with with um, the young kid getting that that whole half a play in against TCU, a good defense, you know, defensive minded coach. I think that's good experience for him. But again, you're going into an OU game where you can't go in there scared, and they got a defense and they got an all American on that left side, you know. And with that all American being on that left side, um, rushing on Jones all day, Jones has had trouble with the pass rush, so they're going to have to even bring a running back and chip with him. Or leave her center over there and slide out with him, you know, and, and have his inside or whatever. Do a little slide protection, man on the backside, slide protection front side, or, you know, vice versa. Um, I think that's what they're going to have to do. I think keeping it balanced like that, they're going to have to, you know, because that OU defense, they got, they got some rushers. They got some NFL talent. You, so, yeah, they do. They, I mean, they, I think they're more talented on defense right now than yeah. they have been in, in maybe – 10 years or so. I mean, they, they, they really are more talented. Um, Lincoln Riley's done a nice job of that. Go back to Steve Sarkeesian real quick for you, for a question for you. Um, you said that he, you felt like he put his guys in a position to do what they're good at. Right. Yeah. Is that a, is that, do you think, I mean, obviously not every pro head coach or pro coach can do that. That's it's, well, but a lot of them do. Right. And yeah. And so is that – do you think it's that background or do you think he just has a feel for it a little bit? I feel like it's one of those things where, for example, so say you got – like for us, we got a Ramon Taylor. You don't know what he is. Is he a receiver? Is he this? But you know he's an athlete. You know he needs to get some touches. So it's like you kind of got to – you got to put people in. You're like, okay, we got packages for this one guy. We got like five plays that are just to you because you're a freak. You know what I mean? So it's kind of one of those things, you know, well, he wasn't good at blocking. He couldn't really block at the beginning, at the beginning, you know what I mean? So, you know, we got to get him in here somehow. You know, I think that's what it, I think that's more what it, what he's good at is like, okay, this guy's really good at this right now. I'll develop the rest of the stuff throughout the year that he's not good at, but I know, you know, I'm going to get him really good, good at something. You know what I mean? Instead yes. of just having mediocre at everything, Okay, let's keep what he's good, really good at this. Let's keep that going. Let's build on this, and we'll build everything behind that. That's where I, I see it. 
almost complimentary, right? You, yeah. you start with like you start with what you know, which is brisket, and then maybe you go to <laughs> then maybe you do turkey or you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, the 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 thing for you uh, next, uh, I, and I uh, th- thanks for your time. One more Sorry. thing I want to say about you that uh, you know a lot of people are have this vision of football players being meatheads or jocks or this other stuff. You did something that I, I to this day feel is one of the, the nicest things that, that a football player can really do. There was a post that you made uh, in an article you wrote uh, about, I guess it's been about 10 years now. Um, oh, the R word. Yeah. And you said, yeah. you're like, I don't want anybody using the R word anymore. And, and yeah. obviously we're talking about uh, mental disabilities. Yeah. And really- and retard all the time like you know yeah and and i felt like you hit a nerve with that you know with a lot of people that you were a guy that was standing up you're this i mean dude you're all-american nfl player national champion like we talked about and you stood up and made a stand and i thought it was uh i i want to say for me personally um I, I was i i was really proud of you for doing that and, and i appreciate proud. it it was yeah i thought I you were it. it was, it was uh it was one of those, it was one of those things where, so I grew up special ed, you know, like, so ever since I was in the first grade, I would go to those classes. It was more, it wasn't that I couldn't read. It was more that I couldn't comprehend. So I could read a whole page, but I couldn't comprehend it, you know? So I had to like break stuff down. So with my test, like if someone read me the question, I would get it right. But if I read the question, it was just, I, I couldn't get it, you know? So that was one of the things that they were, you know, like, that work with me. If someone could read me my test, it would be, I, I would, I would pass, you know? So it was one of those things that, and, and, in all these classes, you know, you have those kids that have, or that have really severe disabilities and learning and this and that, and me being in there being, you know, an all American football player, um, at the high school, you know, you know, when you're the only all American at your school, you know, people know who the hell you are, <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? So me being cool with those kids, you know, it, there was no bullying at our school. I don't know if that was, I don't think that's because of me, but it, it's, there was a respect at our school. Like that never happened. I remember it was my, my senior year, um, a couple of kids and they're on the freshman football team. They took a handful of quarters and threw them down the hallway at one of the girls walking by and she ran and, you know, she had a, a disability and she went and grabbed all the quarters. I said, and they all started laughing. And I happened to see it. And I grabbed all three of them. And I said, Y'all go pick up all that fucking, excuse my language, all that darn change, all that change. And uh, you go give it to her. And what else you got in your pocket? So I go and, and there was like, they had like $5. I was like, and you give that to her too. And I don't ever want to do that, that crap again. I'm going to whip all your asses. But it was, you know, that was, and these were like freshmen, but it was, it, it's just something that, you know, these kids don't have, the biggest thing for me is they're born with this. They can't help that. They're a person too. They got a heartbeat. So, you know, be kind to everybody. You know, that's just, it is what it is. I don't care what you are. If you're good to me, if you step the boundary, then yeah, we're not going to be cool anymore, but it's, you know, just a respect thing, you know? Yeah. Well, I, Casey, I think, uh, I think that everybody would echo your sentiments there. I mean, it's, it's just awesome. And uh, I appreciate you joining us. Appreciate uh, you having me. Are, are you going to root for the horns this weekend? I guess. Oh, you know that. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I'm, only team I'm rooting for. Right. The only team I'm rooting for. 
All right, for Casey Studdard, I'm Bobby Burton, and that uh, was this episode of On Texas Football. Thanks, Casey. See y'all later. All right, later, man. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. <laughs>